Hey, everybody. Welcome to the World Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that this message blesses you, inspires you, and more than anything, helps you grow in your relationship with Jesus. For more information and resources, please visit us at worldharvestusa.com. The good news is this, that all will see how great our God is. I don't care if you believe it or not, because all will see how great he is. All will see how great our God is. You guys should see it now before. Do you guys believe it? You know, in Isaiah 43, it says this. It says, behold, I am doing a new thing. Say new. When something is new, what does that mean? That's not old. Anybody ever hear of an Instapot? An Instapot. Okay, five years ago, did you know what an Instapot was? I didn't have a clue what an Instapot was. I'm like, what's an Instapot? Who would have thought five years ago that you could have one pot that does what a pressure cooker and a crock pot does all in one? Must have been a woman that designed it. That's all I can say. She's like, We don't need all these pots, let's just put them all in one. That's a smart woman. And I bet she was from the South. (laughs) She was probably Cajun. But that's new. You guys understand what I'm saying? That's that's new. Something that we didn't even know existed before. What about a Tesla? You guys know what a Tesla is? How many know what a Tesla is? How many don't know what a Tesla is? A Tesla is a car. I know, I didn't know either. Only reason I know is because my son's like, Talking about this Tesla, I'm like, what the heck's a Tesla? He goes, oh, mom, it's really cool. They show me all these pictures. He's like, I'm going to get one someday. I'm like, how much is it? It's like 500 and something thousand. I'm like, no, you probably won't. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you want one? Anyways, who would have thought that you can actually have an all-electric car? There's one that drives around town. You guys ever see it? And the license plate says, you buy gas. Because that guy ain't never got to buy gas because the car, it's new. Five years ago, would we have believed it that when they're talking about it, you'd go, how in the world can you drive a car from here, let's say from Rice Lake to Eau Claire or to Minneapolis or to St. Louis? And what happens if you, you got to plug her in, plug her in? Where are you going to plug her in at? Yeah, now they've got these plug-in stations all over the world. (laughs) Instead of getting gas, you go and you plug your car in. I have no patience for that kind of stuff. I'd be like, oh, no. (laughs) You got to sit and wait. How long you got to wait to get plugged in? You know, you just go get gas, put gas, and you go. Okay. My point is, is that when he says he's doing a new thing, we say, oh, he's doing a new thing, and then we want to kind of tell him how to do it. Right? Right? A new thing is something that we don't have a clue what what new is. We didn't have a clue what an Instapot was. We didn't have a clue what a Tesla was. Five years ago, we would have said, you guys are nuts. How are you going to put a pressure cooker and a crock pot all in one, and how is that going to work? I still don't know how to work mine. I'm like, I'm scared of that thing, to be honest. I'm scared it's going to like blow up because it goes, I'm like, ah. It's like a, you know, one of those, anyways. Pastor Bob did this, did this 
before. You guys remember that? He took some money. Except for he only had a dollar, I got a 20. I got it from his wallet. <laughs> I'm kidding. I did not get it from his wallet. I'm talking about believing something new. Because God is doing something new. And it's hard for us to see that he's doing something new because we're looking through eyes that thinks he's going to do something a certain way. Does that make sense? So, can I have two volunteers? Might be worth your while. Hey, Josh. How's it going? Good. See ya. Okay. So, I'm going to give you this $20 bill. Remember, he did this with Steve. And, yeah, I know it was only a dollar. He's cheap. <laughs> He's cheap. <laughs> so, anyway, so when, if you touch that 20, feel it, right? How does that feel? Real. real. Is it real? Yeah, it's real. So, you touch it, you feel it, it's real, right? How much is it worth? $20. Okay, we're going to pretend Josh is the bank. This is a bank. So, you're going to go put your money in the bank. There you go. Okay, now you can go sit down. Now, because your money's in the bank, how much is that money worth? Okay, but you can't see it, and you can't feel it. But it's still $20, right? So just because you put it in there, does that mean it's not yours? Okay. It's still worth 20, 20 bucks, right? Okay. There you go. You can keep that 20 bucks. Happy birthday. I knew it. No, I'm kidding. Happy birthday, Josh. Well, thank you. Go buy yourself some socks or something. <laughs> I buy my kids socks and... I'm not going to say the other. <laughs> socks and jeans. <laughs> Every year for Christmas, they always get socks and things that go under the jeans and jeans. It's a thing we do. But just because it was in the bank doesn't mean that it wasn't real. But sometimes we have to see it before we can believe it. So if we see the impossible, then we believe the impossible. But the Bible actually says that the impossible we can't see yet sometimes. Right? Have you ever seen something that's impossible? Yeah, you just did. Well, Bonnie's testimony, that was impossible, right? Have you ever had in, an impossible situation and then it was made possible? And then you're like, oh, that's impossible. Yeah. God is doing a new thing. Here's the thing. Your job is not to try to tell him how to do it. How many in here put expectations on God? An expectation actually keeps God in a box. We expect him to show up in a certain way. Remember, we're praying, we're praying for our husband. Oh, Lord, pray for my husband that he just would understand that I'm right, <laughs> that I'm always right, and if he would just get that, then we'd get along just fine. I'm kidding. Sometimes. But an expectation is telling God how to do things. An expectancy... Say expectancy. Expectancy is believing that he's going to do it, but you don't know how. Did you guys hear that? When, we ex when, when there's an expectancy, 
That means what the word of God says is truth, then expectancy says, God, I don't know how you're going to do it. I just know you're going to do it. That changes an expectation because expectations will put you in disappointment. Because when I expect something and he doesn't do it the way I think he should, then I'm disappointed. But if I have an expectancy that says, God, I don't know how you're going to do it. I just know that your word said you're going to do it because it says you're going to do a new thing. It says that you're going to put water in a, in, a, in, a, in a desert. Anybody ever seen water in a desert? No. I've never been in a desert, but I hear cartoons. You know, there's never water. There's always, they're always trying to look for water, and there's a mirage, and they think it's water, and they go to it. <sighs> okay? Impossible. There cannot be water in a desert. But he says here in Isaiah that he's going to put water in the desert. I, make it, I am going somewhere tonight. Promise. So we don't want to put expectations on God. We want expectancy. We want, we want expectancy is knowing that he's going to do it, but not, we don't know how. Sarah and Abraham, remember those guys in the Bible in Genesis? There was a guy named Abraham. He was 100 years old. A woman named Sarah was 90 years old. And God said, you're going to have a baby. And they said, impossible. You're nuts. And God said, okay, because of that, you're still going to have a baby. <laughs> what happened? They had a baby. It was impossible. You guys tracking with me? Ex expectancy. In John 14, verse 1, it says this. It says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Put your trust in God. Jesus himself is saying this. He said, don't let your hearts be troubled. That means don't let what's going on out here come in here. He said, don't do that. Don't let your hearts don't let what's out here, don't let what's going on out in the world affect your heart. Don't let it trouble your heart. But what are you supposed to do instead? Trust God. We're supposed to trust God and not let our hearts be troubled. Do you know that the, the, how you think is determined by the condition of your heart? I've been talking about the condition of the heart. I am going somewhere. I promise. Just like Bonnie, I'm going to land this plane. <laughs> Just give me some time. You guys all good? I was going to see how great is our God. Don't let the things around you come in you or affect you. But I'm afraid that a lot of us have allowed, even unknowingly, have allowed things to come in to our heart and to trouble our heart. Wouldn't you say, am I the only one? I'm definitely guilty of that. I use the scripture in, in Exodus uh, 33 verse 8 where it says that and they were outside of their tents and they were watching as Moses was encountering God. That's my translation. You're not going to find it in there. You guys remember that? I believe that their heart condition stopped them from experiencing God. You guys hearing me? And I believe that our heart condition, the condition of my heart, can determine how I experience God. I had somebody draw these up for me. I need some volunteers. Let's see how many do I need. Let me just have one for now. 
Who wants to volunteer, Noah? <laughs> Noah's like, oh, man. Maybe you can stand up here so everybody can see you. Can you guys see that? What, what is the condition of your heart? See, the condition of my heart determines how I see things. Okay? If I'm angry, I'm going to see everybody through that anger. If I'm offended, remember I talked about offense not too long ago. If I'm offended, how I see everybody is going to be through the condition of my heart, which is offense. You guys tracking with me? The Bible also says a whole bunch of things. You guys should get one and read it sometime. It's really good. Promise. Jesus talks about the condition of your heart. In Luke 6.45, he says, A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. He says, What you say will flow from your heart. In Mark 7, it says this, from within, from a heart, from your heart, comes evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, all those other things. It says that what's inside of a person is what defiles a person. So he's saying what's in your heart is going to affect everything that you do. You guys listening? Yes. Proverbs 27, 19. I love this verse. Listen. Proverbs 27, 19. It says, as a face is reflected in water... So the heart reflects the real person. If you want to know what a person is really like, get to know them a little bit. Their heart, you'll find out. If you want to know what is in a person's heart, watch them when they have to be corrected. Then you really know what a person's like. It's like, it's like, whoa, where did that come from? It's like, okay. Proverbs 4.23 says this, this, guard your heart above all else because it determines the course of your life. So what determines the course of your life? So if your heart determines the course of your life, then don't you think you should know what's in there? Don't you think you should know what condition it's in? Just do this. Yes. Just let your head bob like this. I'll never know if you're sleeping or not sleeping. There you go. That way, if you fall asleep, your head, I'm all good. I just like a little, little action, that's all. All right, you guys ready? The heart is, your, is a lens that we see through. Isn't that cool? That's a really cool picture. That's what you see through. There's three things I want to talk to you guys about tonight. Okay? I need three volunteers. Not all at one time, you guys. Don't rush. Here, come on, Josh. Birthday boy. Yeah, here you go, Eeyore. You can have that. Go stand up there next to Josh. We'll give you pride. Who wants to do isolation? There you go. You can go over there, okay? Three things I want to talk to you guys about tonight. Isolation. Say isolation, you guys. What, what in the world is isolation? You guys know what isolation is? If you had COVID, you know exactly what it is. It's another word for quarantine, isolation quarantine. Pride. You guys know what pride is? Hold your pride up. And we're pride. And then negativity. How many love Eeyore? We love Eeyore. Yeah, I want to take these glasses. Oh, sorry, dude. All right. 
Let's see what I'm going to talk about first. I'll talk about isolation first. Let me put this little turtle, his little glasses. Isn't he cute? Did you know that isolation is in the Bible? Isolation in Proverbs 18.1, it says that a man who isolates himself seeks his own desires. Anybody in here ever isolate? I do. I'm like, when I get too many people or, I get, or somebody ticks me off, I'm like, I'm done. I'm in, turn everybody off, I'm mad. That's how I used to be. Remember, I'm, I'm not the same person. Thank you, Jesus. But isolation actually is a form of pride because it says that a man who isolates seeks his own desires. Hebrews 12, verse 24 says this. It says to discover creative ways to encourage others, to motivate others. How can you encourage others if you're isolated? See, isolation becomes a thief because you can't be to somebody what you have in you for somebody. Does that make sense? I don't feel like I'm making sense. Nicole has something that she can give to somebody, encouragement, um, wisdom. She can just give friendship, but she can't because she's isolated. So then how she sees, her, her lens then of her heart is what she sees through is this isolation. Then she's lonely. You guys see how the devil's a puke? He's a puke because if he can get you, that's, if he can get you to isolate it, then now you see every, nobody cares about me. Nobody loves me. Nobody values me. I'm overlooked. Nobody cares. It's just me. I think I'm going to eat some worms. Poor me. You guys see it? Isolation is never, that's why this quarantine thing has messed people up. Quarantine for 14 days. Quarantine for 10 days. Quarantine. Stay away from people. Are we nuts? God designed us for community. He designed us for connection. He says in Hebrews, he says, do not forsake getting together. Don't ever do that. Why? Because we need each other. You need each other. Isolation will make you crazy. It will it'll make you see things and think things that are not real. That's what isolation does. Okay? You want this turtle? You want that picture? He's like, no, I don't want that picture. And talk about this. Nobody in here deals with pride. I don't. What is that? What's that song? That what's that song? It's an old country song. Oh, uh, it was by Mac Davis. Well, I don't know who it was what by. Is, uh, I, what is it? Oh, too hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. Oh Lord, it's hard to be humble. When you're perfect in every way, to know me is to love me. Anyways, pride. Pride is a prison. Pride is a prison. Why is it a prison? It's a self-promotion. Oh, I'm so guilty of this here. When you, if you think you don't have pride, you probably do. I think we all struggle in, with pride, right? This is what James 4 says about pride. It says that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Man, if you know that 
God resists something, wouldn't you want to not have it? Do this, yes. If God doesn't, yes. James 4 says to humble ourselves. So the opposite of pride is what? Humility. In Philippians, it says to don't be selfish. Don't try to impress somebody. You guys ever try to impress somebody? That is tiring. Good Lord. I'm going to give you some encouragement this morning, tonight. And in the morning, I'll give you some encouragement too. Be you. Don't be anybody else. Be you. I can make up a song for that. Be you. You guys are really quiet tonight, and it's really freaking me out. I am sweating. <sighs> it's a sweatshirt. Oh, no, it's just you guys are got to give me some feedback here. <clears throat> All who fear the Lord will hate evil. What did you say? Want me to sing one some more? more one more song. <laughs> I'll think of one here in just a minute. I gotta, I'm, I'm losing it today. Pride. The truth about pride is this. Somebody that's proud to do this. You guys want to hear a couple things about pride? 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 Hoofda. Arrogant. You ever meet anybody arrogant? They think they're better than you. Their opinion is always right. They have nothing to change. You ever wrong? Nothing's wrong with me. It's all you. I'm fine. I don't know about you. I don't know about you. It's your problem, not mine. You ever hear that? You should buy them a peacock for Christmas. <laughs> if you know anybody like that. Here, I'll even give you this picture. You can put it in a frame, give it to them for Christmas. <laughs> Only $10. You'll take two. There you go. 20 bucks. How, how about condescending? You ever around somebody that's always putting you down or always putting somebody else down? Why? Because somebody that's proud sees they have to, because of self-esteem, they, they don't feel good about themselves. So they have to put other people down so they can be higher than. But it's really pride. They don't like correction. They're competitive. Pride, Mr. Peacock. But the truth is, when they're looking through here, they're falling short. They can never be good enough. They're overlooked. They're missing out. See the lies? See, the devil is so bad. His job is to try to make us not fulfill what God has for us, or experience things from God. God's design and desire for all of us is that we would experience him, right? So the opposite of pride is humility. But he says that he gives grace to the humble. Amen? We can use a little bit of grace. I'm going to take the glasses off here. Let's come to Eeyore. You guys ever watch Winnie the Pooh? Oh, bother. Oh, bother. You're a good Eeyore. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, I love Josh. He's a great kid. Happy to be here. Josh is awesome. Negativity. Show, go show that around. Show that around over there. Anybody ever be around anybody? <laughs> yeah. Anybody ever around somebody who's negative? I'm talking about conditions of heart. Conditions of heart, isolation, 
unplugged, don't want community, pride, that speaks for itself, negativity, the condition of our hearts. Being around somebody negative is wearisome. They never see anything good in anything or anybody. Everything they look at, it's like humdrum, ho-hum, life stinks, nothing ever is going to happen. You ever around anybody like that? Negativity is a thief. It steals your joy. It steals your purpose. And the truth is that if you can choose to be negative, you can choose to be positive. You can choose to look at the world in a different way. I send this message out a lot. This is the day the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. That means that I have to make the choice to rejoice. I can choose to wake up and go, oh, it's 50 below zero today. Thank you, Jesus. It's not. Or I can say it's one day closer to spring. Every day gets closer to December. It's one day closer to spring. The Christmas first. But I've determined I don't like winter, but I've determined I'm going to like winter because spring's coming. And I love summer. So I'm choosing to change the way that I think about those things. Right? The condition of our heart, whether it's one of these here, it's how I'm going to see things. It's how I'm going to view life. It's how I'm going to see people. You guys can sit down. Thank you very much. It's how you're going to see life. It's how you're going to experience life. It's how you're going to experience God. If I carry something in my heart, if I carry offense in my heart, that's how I'm going to view everybody. That's how I'm going to see everybody. If I carry negativity in my heart, that's how I'm going to see is through negative eyes. I'm going to have a negative outlook on God. If I'm isolated, if I'm isolated, I'm not going to build relationships. Therefore, I'm not going to think that God even loves me right? Pride. If I don't see that I need to change, if I don't see every single day, I ask God to search my heart because I don't want anything in my heart. And believe it or not, I'm not perfect. I know. I'm kidding. Give me the peacock. Change. Say change. How can we change our heart? How can you change your heart? How can you change the things that are inside of you so you can experience a relationship with Jesus? The condition of my heart sometimes will stop me from the very things that God has for me. You ever around somebody that carries things and you're like, man, if you can just, if you can just do this, you'd experience so much more joy, right? Well, this is it. Ask God to reveal what's in your heart. Psalm 139, 23, it says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you. God, point out anything inside of me that offends you. And then listen if he's going to say anything. And then change it. You know what he deals with me on quite frequently? Is my attitude. I know I'm the only one. The only one that ever has a bad attitude. Because sometimes we pick up things that we don't even know we're picking up. And we're wondering, God, what is going on? How come when I go to read your word, I just is not, it's just not there? Or if I come to church and I'm just like, oh, 
or I don't want to come to church, or I don't want to go to cell. It's like, what's wrong with my, what's, you guys ever feel that way? If you ask him, he'll tell you. Ask God to renew your heart. You ever think about that? God, renew my heart. Here's a scripture for you, 2 Corinthians 4.16. It says, so don't lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, my inner self is being renewed day by day. God, renew my heart. Keep my heart soft and mushy-gushy. Remember I said, my heart mushy-gushy, my skin, what did I say about my skin? Tough, that's it, tough skin. Skin like a duck or a penguin. Or a duck? Feathers, skin. Ducks have feathers and so do penguins. Did you know the penguins have feathers? They have how many coats of feathers? A couple coats, did you guys know that? Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's what they need them because they live in cold weather. Poor things. They count spring every single day. One day closer to spring <laughs> as they waddle. Ask God to give you a heart to know him. Did you, go, did you guys know that you can ask God to give you a heart to know him? Here's a scripture for you, Jeremiah 24-7. It says, then I will give them a heart to know me. God, give us a heart to know you. Ezekiel 36, 26 says, and I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit within you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart. Take it, Lord. I will take that heart out and I will give you a heart that is responsive, that feels. How many need a heart that feels? I had a hard heart and I couldn't feel nothing. And God really did. He gave me a heart. Now, when I watch the dodo, anybody ever watch the dodo? I just watched. Don't even talk about it because I'll cry. Yes, it's awful. Because now I have a heart that's responsive. Just say amen. amen. I can have Amy come up here. In Proverbs 4.23, In the Passion Translation, you guys listen, this is really good. What I want more from, if you heard nothing tonight, I want you to hear this. What I want more for you than anything is that you will know that you know that you know that Jesus wants a relationship with you, a personal relationship with you, that God is a God that we can experience that we can actually feel, that we can actually encounter. But when I've got things in my heart, when I've got offense, anger, bitterness, isolation, negativity, pride inside of me, it's hard for that to get through. It's hard for him to get through. Do you guys hear me? It's important that we understand. If the Bible says that, the, that my heart determines my destiny, then I should know where my heart is. Because where are you going? What road, what destiny are you walking down right now? Is it a direction that you're going, I don't even know how I got here. Then maybe we should check to see where our heart is. Yes. So above all, guard the affections of your heart. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being. Pay attention to what's in there. What is, God, what is, in, what is inside of me? What is in my heart? What is in my mind? What, is, what am I thinking? 
Do you know that your thoughts can determine your steps? Because your thoughts determine what you do. And your thoughts come from here, from when this, what's inside. Am I making any sense? Avoid dishonest speech and pretentious words. Be free from using perverse words no matter what. Listen, listen, this is just two more minutes and I'm all done. Listen, set your gaze on the path before you with fixed purpose looking straight ahead. This is what we need to do. You ever drive a car looking backwards? You ever drive a car looking in the rearview mirror? You shouldn't, you guys. Do not drive with these guys, and when they're on the road, get off. No, we drive looking straight ahead. And we look in the rearview mirror just to see if there's anything coming, and we look in the side, but we keep our eyes focused. Our job is to keep our eyes focused, to keep our gaze focused on one. With fixed purpose looking straight ahead and ignore life's distractions. Ignore life's distractions. There's lots of distractions out there. How many know that? There's life's distractions out there. And if Satan can't do anything, he can distract us. You guys ever go to sit down in the morning to pray or to read the Bible or to just, and all of a sudden you go, oh, I forgot. Or women, you ever go to do laundry and you forget you're doing laundry and you go to do something else and then you forgot you had laundry over here? Am I the only one? No. Okay. Phew. We all do it. I'm going, oh, that's right. I was cleaning or that's right. I was going to do this. Distractions. Focus is what we need to stay focused. It says, watch where you're going. You ever try walking with your eyes closed? Don't work very well, does it? Or walk in the dark. You ever try not to turn the light on when you got to go to the bathroom because you don't want to wake anybody up and then you stub your toe and you wish you would have had the light on. Watch where you're going. Stick to the path of truth. Stay truth. There's only one truth and the truth that you're going to find is in this word. The truth is in the word. The truth is not in what the news says. The truth isn't in what CNN says, Fox News, any of those newses. The only truth is Jesus. Amen? The only truth is him. And that's what we stick to. Don't allow yourself to be sidetracked for even a moment or take the detour that leads to darkness. Won't you guys stand up? The condition of your heart is very important because the condition of your heart is what you're going to see through. If I'm having issues, if the, if the condition of, if it says to guard your heart because it determines, listen, your heart determines the direction of your life. If the direction of your life is not going the way that you want it to, then maybe there's something wrong with your heart. Maybe there's unforgiveness. And you say, yeah, but you don't understand what they did to me. It don't matter. Because unforgiveness will keep you in a prison, my friend. Unforgiveness will keep you locked behind walls that will keep you from ever feeling or enjoying relationships. It's not worth it. It doesn't matter what they've done. God is your vindicator. He's Forgive. That lets go of things. That frees your heart to be able to love. That frees your heart to be able to receive love. 
So if the condition of your heart determines the way that you're going, then let's give him the condition of our heart. And let's ask him for that heart of flesh. God, I don't want anything inside of me. I want all that you have for me. I want the new thing that you're doing. I need to change the way that I think. Therefore, I need to change my heart so I can think the way that he thinks. I hope I'm making sense. Good. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, help me to communicate. My husband's like, yes, please, God, help her. That's why we're doing marriage classes. It ain't for you guys. It's for us. He does it, and I come, and I'm like, oh, fine. Yes, I take notes, and I do it for a minute. I'm kidding. We've got a great, we got a great marriage. We do. He's a, great, he's a great husband. I'm pretty thankful, pretty blessed. Trained him for 33 years. <laughs> Finally. It's like, woohoo! No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We trained each other. <laughs> but we want to be in alignment with what God is doing. Okay? I'm going to sum it all up. We don't put expectations on God. We put expectancy on what he's going to do. God, I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know what the new thing is. I just know you're going to do it. The second thing is, is I want to get my heart in a position that I can not stand on the outside of what's going on, but I can be, on what he, in, be in what he's doing. Therefore, if there's anything in my heart, I don't want any of it there. I want him to reveal whatever's in there. If I've got unforgiveness, if I've got issues, if I've got negativity, I can... Negativity is a really easy one to pick up. All you got to do is go to Walmart. <laughs> Enough said. Right? Doesn't take much. Or turn on the news. Don't turn on the news. Get off Facebook. If you're struggling with negativity, listen, I'm being serious here. If you're struggling with negativity, I challenge you to not be on social media for one month and see how that changes in your life. Guarantee you it's going to change all of this because you're not going to see the woe is me and all of that on that. Don't say you got to. Maybe you don't have a problem with it. I'm just saying. I'm trying to help you here. Just go on YouTube. I don't know. Watch Dodo or the doo-doo, whatever you call it. I don't know what you call it. It's probably not the doo-doo. That's not right. All right. <laughs> don't doo-doo. Not here. Anyways, put your hand on your heart. Lord, we just thank you. God, I thank you that you are real and that you are here. So God, tonight we give you our heart and we ask you to search us and to see if there's anything in our heart that is not pleasing to you. Anything that is going to keep me from standing at the door and just watching. I don't want to just watch. I want to experience I repent of pride. I repent of isolation and negativity. And I choose today to lay down any pride and to humble myself at your feet and to allow you to show me the areas that I need to change. I lay down my ways of doing things and I say yes to your ways because your ways are higher than my ways. And I trust that you have my, my best interest because I know that you love me and that you have a plan for my life. And those plans have, have not, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> have, 
And those plans do not have any room for pride and negativity or isolating myself from people. I choose today to be thankful always and to rejoice always, regardless of what I see or what I feel. And I choose to believe that you are moving and that you are working even if I can't see it. And I choose today to begin the process of preparing my heart for that new thing that you're doing. But I will have a heart full of expectancy knowing that you are God. And I choose today to change the way that I think about things. I will no longer carry an old mindset, but I choose to think like you think. I choose to believe your word over my feelings or my opinions. I choose to trust you even when I don't understand things. Tonight, I surrender all to you and I choose to live a life totally surrendered to you and to your ways and to your plans. Give me a heart, God, that is a heart of flesh, that is a heart that can feel. Because, God, you are worth it. Help us to be you to a world that needs hope. Help us to be hope to the world. Jesus, we love you, and we thank you for being a good God. And I ask that you would come on these people tonight and that you would reveal yourself to them, that you would help them to see you for who you are. God, not for what people have tried to say, but who you really are, a personal encounter with everyone here tonight. So God, we thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And all of you guys say amen. amen. All right. You guys have a good night and check your heart. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any new messages. To learn more or to get connected with us, please visit us at worldharvestusa.com. God bless you all, and we'll see you next time.